Lord, we thank you for Deborah. Thank you for uh, what she's prepared. Uh, thank you for the way that you've spoken to her. And I pray that um, yeah, you would speak through her, that you give us soft hearts that are ready to hear from you. In Jesus' name, amen. Great. Thank you. Yes, for anybody who I've not met before, I'm, uh, I'm Deborah and uh, one of the team here. And um, yeah, as, as um, Tom says, over the last uh, three weeks, we've been looking at this topic of, of slowing down. Is this going to work? Yes. <laughs> um, uh, and we've been thinking about lots of S's. We've been thinking about uh, silence and solitude and Sabbath and simplicity. It's a bit of a tongue twister to say all that, isn't it? All under this title of slow down. And so today we are going to get a bit practical by thinking about some of the ways that we can take this on. We can uh, put this into practice into our life. But first, I have a confession. I have a confession that um, when I see the title Slow Down, it really jars against me um, because I don't like being slow. I like to be fast. I like uh, being fast. I like being efficient. I like getting stuff done. Um, I, I love efficiency. Why would I carry uh, things up the stairs in multiple trips when I can carry it all in one go, all piled on top of one another? Um, forget the fact that I can't see where I'm going or the fact that it's all precariously uh, sort of stacked that I'm going to drop it all, probably. Um, but, but I want to be efficient. I want to do, uh, do one trip rather than multiple trips. Um, I like uh, ticking things off my list. I like getting stuff done. Sometimes I put, put extra stuff that I've already done onto my list just so I can tick it off. Who else does that? Yeah, quite a few of us. Yeah. Um, I think I get this love of speed from my mother. My mum does everything at warp speed. Um, you know, so when, when my mum and I go shopping, it doesn't happen very often, but when we go shopping together, um, there's none of this sort of mooching around, ambling around, just sort of looking at things. We decide what we're looking for, we hone in, we focus, and then we walk as fast as we can at a speed that Ed describes as supersonic to get to that thing, to buy it and get the job done. We like to be fast. We like to be efficient. So this idea of slowing down really doesn't appeal to me. Um, but I have lived long enough to recognize when my pace of life isn't sustainable when my relationship, it's affecting my relationship with the Lord, when, my, uh, when I am suffering, when my mental health is suffering, when my family are suffering from my busyness. I've experienced what it means to, um, to, to have, no matter how many times I have a lie-in, I still feel tired and weary. And I've known a longing to be a person of depth, a person of peace, a person of, of wisdom and, and, and of connection to my Father in heaven. And, and slowing down might not be the whole answer to these issues or to that longing, 
but I'm pretty sure they're a pretty big part of it. So if you're here today and, uh, and the thought of slowing down just doesn't appeal to you, maybe at the point of life or the point of career where you think, I, I want to speed up, I don't want to slow down. Or, or the th- thought of slowing down just makes you switch off like it, it does to me. I just encourage you just to keep an open mind to consider how much more you might get out of doing less. So this morning, we're going to look at the why, the why, what, and how of slowing. I'm just going to pretend to push this button, and Mikey's going to actually make it go. I think that's the plan. Um, So I want us to look together at an invitation, an offer from Jesus. There we go. Jesus uh, says in Matthew 11, uh, he says, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Jesus says, come to me. We can sometimes think that Jesus' favorite direction is to us, is is to go to go, especially those of us who don't like to slow down. If you're an activist, someone who likes to get stuff done, then we more easily hear the go direction. Go and make disciples. Be busy. Get stuff done. Do stuff for me. But I think that, I think ultimately Jesus' main desire for each one of us seems to be come. Come to me. So when Jesus, when calling his disciples, said, come and follow me. As he walked on water towards Peter, he told Peter to come towards him. In Matthew 19, Jesus said, let the children, the little children come to me and do not hinder them for the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. Um, But when we major on the go, rather than the come, when we neglect the, the walking with Jesus and when we try to run instead, skimming through prayer and Bible reading, then our souls suffer. You know, just trying to do life in this world has an effect on us doesn't it? Have you noticed how you can leave church on a Sunday and you can be feeling really encouraged? You can be feeling inspired and, and energized. You can be feeling full of faith. And, um, and then you get home and, and there's one argument with your children or one glance at the news headlines, or one look at your inbox on a Monday morning. And all that inspiration and energy and faith disappears. You know, we can sometimes think, in the, in the simplest terms, that there are holy places, places like church, where we can meet God, and it's a holy place, and it's a safe place. And then, then the, at the other end, there are um, 
there are places that are, are evil, maybe war zones or drug dens, places that are evil. And we sort of, we can sort of, in the simplest terms, think that all the stuff in the middle is just neutral, just neutral. But the world isn't a neutral place. There isn't uh, every aspect of our world is contested. The author um, C.S. Lewis says, there is no neutral ground in the universe. Every square inch, every split second is claimed by God and counterclaimed by Satan. The world around us isn't neutral. The world chips away at our emotional health, our, our mental health, even our physical health. Our spirits can be damaged and our faith arose just by living in this world. Slowing down and walking with God is when our, giving our, our chance for our souls to be rebuilt and to be refreshed. Sabbath, simplicity, stillness, slowing, is a, it's a form of rebellion against the world around us. Choosing to take a Sabbath rest every week draws a line in the sand to say, I'm, I'm not going to be sucked into the pressure of the world to work every day of the week, to study every day of the week, to, to work through a list of chores every day of the week. To choose to live simply, it's a rebellion against that, that have-it-all, do-it-all attitude of the world. It's, it's a rebellion against materialism, against social conformity, against our own desire to have more. So our first and most important call is to come to Jesus, to slow down, to walk with him every day, to come, to be reminded of who he is and, and therefore who we are, because that's where we find our identity, in who we are in him, to renew our commitment to him and be reminded of his commitment to us, to be refreshed and refilled for the day ahead. So come is our first and most important call. So that's the why of slowing, to live the sort of life that we were designed to live rather than conforming to the world around us. But what does that look like? Jesus uh, says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. And further on, he says, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Now, I'm sure you know a yoke is a farming tool used to share the workload between two animals uh, on, on a farm. But when um, training a young animal to, to plow in this way, ancient farmers often yoked it to an older, stronger, more experienced animal, animal who, who bore most of the burden and guided the younger animal through that, that process, through that learning process of how to do it. You know, I, sometimes I miss that learn from me 
phrase. I, I read this verse and I, I just read the verses and I think it's, it's an offer from, from Jesus to, to, to receive help for our immediate needs, our immediate struggles, rather than what it is of, of a discipleship process of learning how to do life in partnership with him. Now, it's not an equal partnership. We are the, the junior partner. You know, I imagine a, a toddler carrying a bag with their parent. And um, you might have seen it before that the parent is taking the major load. They're carrying the, the most of the, the load. But the toddler doesn't realize it. They can skip and they can enjoy the walk. And they, you know, they're, they're helping a little bit. They're involved. And I think that's God's design for us, for our lives, for him to carry the main burden and for us to walk alongside him. But every so often we've probably seen it. Uh, perhaps we're walking behind a, a parent and a child or maybe we've experienced it ourselves when the toddler grabs the bag back and they might say, mine. And then they struggle to carry the weight of the bag themselves. I think sometimes we can be like that. We grab back the burdens we've handed over to Jesus and we start trying to carrying them ourselves, maybe worrying about them and during the night, trying to work out ways to force the problems to be solved. We try to live life in our strength, in our way. We push away the rhythms of life God has designed for us. We reject the, the healthy boundaries God has created. You know, God designed us to have limits to each day and each week. It's not a, a flaw in the design system that we need sleep. It's not a flaw. It's not a mistake that actually to, to sleep a third of our lives effectively it's hardwired into us to provide that reset every day you know as Dave Roderick said two weeks ago the idea of Sabbath isn't to strip out all the fun things in our lives but to set aside a day every week where we can be reminded of who God is and remember who we truly are are in him to stop to slow down to worship our creator to refresh our soul our souls and um and remind ourselves that we were created for eternity but let's not kid ourselves slowing down isn't easy in our busy world we have to create habits habits of of sabbath Habits to choose to, to silence and, and solitude over entertainment and distraction. It requires determination to, to fight our desire for more and to choose to live simply. And I think the key to this, this slowing down is a trust in God to provide. Jesus uh, says, uh, For I am gentle and humble in heart we can trust him we can trust him we he, he wants what is best for us and he won't let us down you know i can work every day of the week or i can choose to set aside a day to sabbath to trust that god will help me do everything i need to get done in the other six days i can buy the new trainers 
or the new TV or the new car to fill my life with stuff. I can trust that God will give me everything that I need. I can make sure I fill the gaps in my day with entertainment or information. Or I can choose silence and trust that God is wanting to meet with me. I can trust that he's there, that whether I feel him or not, that he's really pleased that I've chosen just to be still with him. So that's the why and the what. And now the how. How do we go slow? How do we live our lives differently? To mean we include silence, Sabbath and simplicity. Dave Roderick said uh, two weeks ago, it doesn't matter how many holidays you go on. You aren't going to find rest for your weary souls on holiday. Sorry, everybody. (laughs) Everybody who's looking forward to going on holiday. You will not find anything in creation that will fill your infinite heart. Only God can fill your infinite heart with his rest. You know, it's not solitude and silence in themselves. It's not simplicity in itself. It's not even Sabbath in itself that we will mean that we will live life well. It's only Jesus and our pursuit of him. It's not the good life that we need to pursue, but the God life. You know, going slow, it's not a, it's not a self-indulgent thing of, about caring for myself and making me the center. It's about Jesus being the center and arranging life around him and his mission. It's about being intentional in our slowness to make more time for God and for people. So we're just going to take a few minutes now and uh, we're just going to get into sort of you know, groups, groups of two or three people around us. And, um, and we're going to chat together about some questions. So um, we've got some questions on the screen. And you might not want to say anything. You might not want to say anything in a group. That's fine. Um, but I think just being in a group and just listening to what other people say might be really helpful. You might be here today and you're not a follower of Jesus, and that's fine too. Hopefully, there's enough wisdom in what we're talking about that you can still contribute to the discussion. So why don't you just get into groups, twos, threes, maybe fours, um, and just chat through some of these questions just for a few moments. You might need to move around a bit, just look for people who, who are on their own. Great. The, the message version of this verse that we, these verses that we've been looking at um, uh, are like this. And we started this series with, uh, with these verses and we're going to finish the series. Jesus says, are you tired? Are you worn out? Are you burned out on religion? Come to me. Get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me 
and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord, for your invitation to come to you. Thank you that you are trustworthy. We come to, we choose to come to you now. We're sorry when we make it all about ourselves. And we choose now to submit to you. Amen. Amen.